Hello, Nick Briggs here. This is what happened at the beginning of Big Finish Day 2. Hello. This is like a big live podcast the whole day. So I don't know whether you remember this theme tune from our podcast. It's now! Totally unprompted, obviously. Talk amongst yourselves. Hello and welcome to Big Finish Day 2. I'm Nick Briggs and I have with me two of the specialist guest stars you could possibly want to meet. It's David Richardson and Paul Sprague. You come round here, Paul. We're going to be... Oh, I said you come round here, Paul. Never takes any notice of anything I say. Um, how many of you do listen to the Big Finish podcast? Okay, we all know how this nonsense goes then. Um, <clears throat> uh, David is our line producer. He organises everything. He's been uh, up since one o'clock this morning organising this convention. I don't one think o'clock. he's actually talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul Sprague who does everything else. And I just wanted to say that uh, Paul's done such brilliant work recently that I wanted to give him uh, this very special and unique off of the front of Doctor Who Adventures Ood identification <laughs> badge for Employee of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it Paul Sprague. Um, well done. Does, does, does this mean that your son didn't want this then? <laughs> that's right. He said, that's rubbish, Daddy. Give it to that funny man in the office. Thanks, yeah. Uh, David, anything to say? Oh, isn't it nice? Yes. It's nice. <laughs> Paul Sprague, anything to say? There's people here. Did you know that there were going to be people here? (laughs) They're not used to this. Uh, Let me tell you a few things uh, you've probably gathered, but it's worth uh, uh, restating, I suppose. Up the corridor there is a gymnasium, and that's where we're selling all the big finished stuff. Do come along, maybe buy stuff, but also come and have a chat to us, because we're quite lonely. Uh, It's also where we're doing all of our exercises. David squeezed in some star jumps earlier on. Uh, John Dorney is going to be doing some press-ups. I think he's penciled that in for about half one, if anyone wants to watch. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. Coming up soon will be uh, um, Tom Baker and Louise Jameson. That was exactly the right reaction, wasn't it? Well done. (laughs) Thank you for that. Your work here is done. And um, unless you guys want to say anything else... Isn't it nice? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say all day. Was that oh, your equ- I know what I wanted was, to say. Is that your equivalent of saying, will you get off so we can get on yeah, with the decent yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> I know what I wanted to say. There's an official announcement coming soon from Big Finish, but I'll give you a sneak preview that a new website is on the way. Yeah. It See, really, I'm, I'm really s- is. I was expecting more of a cheer that time, actually. <laughs> no, a gasp of relief, I think, yeah. Um, so, you know, things can only get better. Uh, <clears throat> but more detail uh, about that in the, the coming weeks in, uh, on, the, on the current website. Yes, so, uh, Tom and Louise... Well, sorry, I just dropped out of reality there, and I suddenly noticed you were all still here. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say goodbye to David and Paul, who are now going back to the gymnasium for some exercise? Well done. Hold on, hold on. Go! The correct answer was no! Go! You see how I, I don't, I'm going to take that badge away from him now. 
So, uh, in, a bizarre, in a bizarre sort of strange, I'll hand over to you and you'll hand over to me sort of nonsense, uh, we've, we've got a fantastic person doing the, all the interviews today. Uh, he's, just, he's a brilliant comedian and writer and actor. You'll have also heard him on Radio 4 Extra, taking over from me. Um, and, um, and moths at my Doctor Who scarf. But I was particularly inspired by his documentary about the writer of the Sensorites. Have you seen that? It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's Toby Haydoke, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. It's nearly time for you to interview Tom Baker and Louise Jameson. Yes, thanks it... for that. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Well, I'm hoping if I just say hello, Tom Baker will then talk for the rest of the hour. I hope so, yes. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah, good. So no list of questions then. H hello? <laughs> Question mark. Now, because I don't see them over there uh, waiting to come on, is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? <laughs> well, I've been looking for Geoffrey Orme. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't found him, though. Um, so how's, how are things in the world of Big Finish, Nick? Very good. You were working with us just the other day, weren't you? I was. Are we, allowed, are we allowed to talk about that? Not really. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you should have done that thing. Really? No. Oh. Awful. We can edit it out later. Right, okay. Yeah, it, but it was a Doctor Who production. It was. Yes, and it, it did star Tom Baker. Yes. We can say that, can't we? Well, that doesn't leave me with very much to say then. So add something else. Tell them about the guest star. Uh, oh, uh, David Warner. Yes. David Warner's in it. Yes. So that's very exciting. And he's here today, isn't he? He is. So we can ask him about it and he won't be allowed to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be hints of all sorts of exciting things. Ooh, all very cryptic. And when, when you... Because you do um, comparing at comedy clubs, don't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, well, or do you have your own comedy club? I have my own comedy club as well. So what do you do when there's nothing to talk about? Um... <laughs> Dig in and hope for the best, and usually talk to somebody in the audience. Okay, go on. do you want to do that then? Well, I don't know if they've paid up for that. I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't know if they've brought opinions with them. Give them a tickle. Hello, where did you get your jacket from? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> that was a very drunken night. I, I went out looking perfectly normal. I got home looking like John Pertwee. <laughs> that was quite a pub. I think I've been there with you, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Try someone else. Hello, Mr. Scarf. Where did you get your scarf? My grandmother made it for me. Good, you should... Oh. <laughs> she wasn't called Begonia Pope, was she? <laughs> <laughs> and what are you looking forward to from Big Finish Day? Oh, Tom Baker, Louise Jameson, fun, and then the pub afterwards. <gasps> I think we get to the nub of it. It's the pub afterwards, isn't it? Yeah. Just Tom Baker and the pub afterwards in combination. That would be very good. Yes. Hold the next one in the pub afterwards. <laughs> yes. That's a good idea. Then nobody can get lost on their way to this school, as I did twice. I arrived in Barking yesterday. You got the wrong bus or something? I, I, no, I got two of the wrong buses. <laughs> Two wrong buses. There right? are, yes. So I found both of them. Oh, Ilford. And uh, then the other way. And then I realised I should have gone Ilford way first, but got off at a different place 
from a different bus. <laughs> but I've seen a lot. Yeah. And actually, I've just seen somebody who was on the train with me on the way, who I should have just followed. <laughs> I thought, he's got a scarf. He's probably a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> but I'll find my own way. To Ilford. Well, I don't know now. <laughs> and I was texting somebody who was on the way, saying, we're right behind you. They weren't. They were miles ahead of me. Well, I, you know, I just want to run away and leave you here, really. Well, you can. It's Come fine. On. I'm sure I, I can brazen it out. OK, well, I'd like to leave you in the capable hands of Toby Haydo. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello. I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting to be interviewing Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, so, so far you've got the least interesting part of the panel to watch. Uh, so, so, so lap it up while you can. Uh, oh, the, I'm going to be looking over there to oh, oh, hang on, oh, excellent, yay! Phew, we've been saved a monologue about the commentary for Nightmare of Eden. Uh, which is a story all of itself. So first, can we welcome to, I would say stage, because it isn't one, can we please give a big warm welcome to the delightful Louise Jameson. An equal round of applause for the equally delightful Mr. Tom Baker. <laughs> Tom has been to Waitrose. <laughs> you mustn't believe everything you read. Go ahead. How are you? <laughs> I'm expecting that to be the only question I ask this morning. Feel my pulse. You're doing very well. We've got, we'll get 45 minutes out of yeah, you anyway. Go on. I'm, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good, yes. It's got two hearts in there, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you've been doing big finish, Tom. <laughs> he really is informed. Yeah, I've been doing. Oh, yeah, I've been doing big finish. Yes, that's right. Do you want me to develop that? I think you should. In, into an anecdote, I think. Well, anyway, I don't. I don't quite know what I was doing at Big Finish, but it was terrific fun to do, um, because as you know, it's some actors I know. This is incredible. You may not believe this, but I know actors who actually always read the script. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. They, uh, so I don't understand why this is because if I read the script, it's, it's cheating. You know, if I knew something about you, someone said you got married yesterday. I said, how did it go yesterday? You got married. You'd say, hey, how did you know that? And someone's told me. If I've read the script, uh, I mean, apart from my own bits, I'm only, I can't do the surprise because I know. So if I tell someone, say, where do you come from? And he said, you must know where I come from. It's in the script. Um, 
so you know, so I'm always being surprised by not reading the script, and the directors like that, and so do the other actors. Well, no, I can't say the other actors like it, <laughs> but they, 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 they tolerate it, yes. Yeah, so, but it's terrific fun, uh, and uh, as, as usual, I win all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a marvelous feeling, you know, to, that's the wonderful thing about being an actor, isn't it? Fictionally, I always win. In real life, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't always win. It's Go not on. reading the script thing. Must have been a shock when you did Hedda Gabler then, at the end of every night. Hedda Gabler? Yeah. I remember Susanna York got terribly shirty in an interview when I said, yes, when they offered me uh, um, the part of, in Hedda Gabler, terribly boring play but anyway um, there was a there, so I said to Susanna on the interviews on the television I said the thing is they sent me the, the script and I said I'd do it because the writer was famous and we had a famous director and naturally I thought I, I don't speak Scandinavian languages or any other I said I just assumed I was playing Hedda Gabler whoever <laughs> Hedda Gabler is, uh, and then when I got to rehearse the first read-through, Susanna York was playing it. But by that time, anyway, it did not go well with Susanna York. She did not like me, and, which is a pity because the, the part of Judge Brack, it's kind of interesting. I don't know what it's about, but it's interesting. There's something evil going on between them, at least in their heads. So, yeah, Hedda Gabler. Yeah, L Louise, she died it? now, you know, so the director, it's a terrible thing, you know, but being an actor, an old actor, I look back on the thing, and most of the people I've worked with, certainly directors, have died shortly after working with me. <laughs> and some of them in very, you know, sudden, inexplicable circumstances. <laughs> and several of them in terrible, terrible agony. Yeah, right out of the blue. There you are. You survived, Louise, and so, so what made you come back for more? What, what, what made me come back for more of Tom Baker? Yes. And, and, and is, <laughs> is the Tom Baker we see before us now different to the Tom Baker that you worked with at the time? Oh, you're asking me to answer this in front of Tom. <laughs> That's the meanest thing. Tom wasn't easy to work with in the 70s. Oh. I have to say, I have... I've rarely had a better time than working with you recently. Yeah. <laughs> Shocks me terribly uh, because Louise and I are such warm friends now and see as much as we can of each other um, that when she was describing so tactfully the days of my cool or coldness towards her strikes me as being as if another, it was another person. I, you know, I can't imagine it now because we are so close together when we are working and so and in touch with each other and she comes to my house. Or, and I can't believe any, how anyone, let alone me, could have been cold towards Louise. I can't imagine it. She's forgiven me. And, but I haven't forgotten it <laughs> and can't forgive myself. Yes. Next question. And, and as actors, how's it been revisiting parts that you haven't played for a while? And uh, did it take you a while to find your way back into the roles? Um, well, no. You see, the thing is, some say, that's a good question, so I'll answer it. <laughs> um, the thing is, actually, the thing is about, you know, coming, so-called coming back to Doctor Who is that I've never gone away from it. 
you know, when I got Doctor Who, I realised that you know I'd slept about a bit and and had a flirtation even with stardom. Uh, it was a very brief flirtation, and uh, and hoped that you know and being at the National Theatre and things like that, messing around. And then when Doctor Who happened to me, you all know that story, so I won't uh, wear you out with that. But the thing is, what it allowed me to do when Barry Letts said after I'd signed a contract, what are you going to do with it, Tom? Some smart dinner. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And Barry, you know, winced. He said, oh, come on. <laughs> he said, you've got some ideas, haven't you? I said, no, I haven't got any ideas at all. So I read the script aloud and, the, and everyone was falling around. And as soon as I got Doctor Who, I stopped acting. <laughs> it was just absolute heaven, you know. Everything lined up. It was just such as I am. It was me. And of course, it was such a great success. And even though when I left and then played Judge Brack or played in Educating Rita or played other things like that, when I did an Inspector Calls, the fans who flocked in to see me weren't coming to see Alistair Sim or someone like that. They were coming to see Tom Baker, who's Doctor Who. And so I played it like Doctor Who. I mean, I, in the only way I knew. And, so, and that's, that's the way they liked it, you know. And then when I played Macbeth, Everybody, you know, the fans absolutely adored it, but the critics afterwards said, you know, I had no idea <laughs> until I saw Tom Baker's Macbeth that he was such a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So I thought, what's the point of actually changing the, the whole approach to the audiences? When I knew the audiences, I became conditioned by little encounters like this that went on so often from the very beginning. And I thought, well, there, there's a secret, you know. Um, so I've really been a great success not being an actor. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice paradox, that. Do you want to ask Louise something well, I now? I think Louise, the same, que <laughs> same question to Louise. Remind me. Re revisiting, it's a revisiting a part that you, you played, first played many years ago. Yeah, I th um, Leela's never really quite left, and I think that's mainly due to the ex extremely loyal and steadfast fandom that we see before us. So there's always been a, a Leela-related job hovering in the background, be it a, a convention or a big finish or in the, in the olden days a BBV video and occasionally a DVD now. Um, and also I'm really glad I made the choice that Leela never condensed her words so wouldn't couldn't shouldn't just didn't happen it was always would not should not could not so that there's a certain rhythm to Leela's speech that that I can just pick up and run with so I'm slipped right back no it took you no Louise was talking about the fact that she's always been sort of part of the Doctor universe and so you came to big finish relatively quickly when they started whereas Tom you're quite a late addition uh, what was it that tipped the scales in big finish's favor it was it was Louise actually I mean big finish uh, were sending me signals for years. I didn't know about them. I don't know. You know, I'm not really concerned with reality. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, when I met Louise at some do, you just finished one. Do you remember? And, you, and Louise urged me. She said, you know, they're great guys to work for. And so I sent them a signal, and, uh, <clears throat> and they arrived at my house in a car with a police escort about <laughs> 10 minutes afterwards. <laughs> and they rushed in from Manchester, I think. But... Uh, and so they listened to me. For, that always excites me when people listen. Um, and, uh, and so a few weeks later, they sent me a script. And I, then I realized there were going to be a lot of scripts. And I said that I didn't think really I could. You know, I don't much like to travel now. 
because I remember when travelling was glamorous, and uh, they've got a studio in London or something, and then suddenly I, I got, you know, my house became a kind of <laughs> hotbed of cold feet, and I said, I don't think I want to do that, you know, all that travelling. And they were appalled, and then about an hour after that, they said, well, we've found a studio about ten minutes away from you. And, and so ten I, minutes was, away I was from hot me. again, do you remember? Yeah, ten minutes up the road from me, so it's done me a yeah. huge favour. And so all the other actors have to schlep down from London <laughs> or Scotland, where I turn up in my pyjamas and knock out, a few, <laughs> knock out a few scenes and pop off home. It's absolutely terrific, yeah. In fact, it's funny how selfish I can be, because I thought to myself, it's ten minutes away. I thought, maybe there's another one, you know, which is only about three minutes away. And then I thought, why don't I do it, because I've got a big kitchen. Why don't they come here and do it in my house? But uh, anyway, we've, we've compromised for Wadhurst, yeah. That's the way it is, this house, the last one. And now I've been doing, a, I don't know how many, because I don't keep count, but a lot. Yeah, I'm very popular in Wadhurst. Yeah, and can, can you tell us anything about them without giving away the endings, who's in them, what fun you've had doing them? The stories. Yeah. I get to meet the Daleks, finally, hooray. And I don't know how much I'm allowed to give away now. Can I see anyone from Big Finish? Yeah. I get I get to meet Boudica. Am I allowed to say all this? Well, I you just have. Still... So <laughs> this isn't a Stephen Moffat script. You can't go back and change it. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> the joke I can't do at the comedy clubs I normally play. So. <laughs> Um, it, they've been they've been fantastic. I do think they are incre- of, of the big Finnish stuff. Uh, I think they've been some of the best written. I really do I think the writers have really come up trumps. And the the just speaking very selfishly, this um, the way the companion has been viewed in the in the newer series has been um, much more than a cipher rather than just saying, you know, what is it, Doctor? So the Doctor can then explain to everyone what it is. Um, They've been given much more of the action and much more personality and that's really followed through, that's really reflected in these scripts. So selfishly, I've had a, you know, really good time. Are you still not reading the scripts, Tom? That's why I can't answer that question, (laughs) because I haven't read the scripts. No, I have. But uh, I know it, it. the chat in the green room it was, would be worth a journey to Wadhurst anyway. And uh, we have two, uh, two women who make us marvellous lunches. Uh, and, you know, they just live, they've just lived happy lives with happy families, but they'd never met actors before in a green room. And they make the lunch, you know, and then when they've served the lunch and the chat is flying and reputations are being shredded <laughs> and appalling lies are being told or at least distortions and these two ladies you know who have just led ordinary happy lives and therefore you know are capable of being surprised by the malice and the jokes that fly about you know I can see them they sit there watching and nudging each other yeah and of course because they watch us so attentively the stories get more and more outrageous you know and names get dropped Recklessly, it's, uh, it's that's that's been the fun of it, yeah. Well, you even found out on Thursday how many pairs of trousers John Leeson has. <laughs> that's right, yes. That's Seven. right. John Leeson was with us, and he was wearing an extraordinary pair of trousers um, made of moleskin, which upset me terribly. I thought, Christ, that's. I know he's not very tall, but that's a lot of moles. I thought. <laughs> okay. But. Um, but it turns out, it, then we got onto the subject of capital punishment, and I, you know, which I'm all in favour of for certain crimes, um, like shoplifting. Um, 
but anyway, so I saw John disapproving this. So I teased him along about why he was looking so po-faced about it. And it turns out that little John Leeson is a bloody high court judge or something. Uh, he is. He, what do you call him? Magistrate. Magistrate. Yeah. <laughs> little John Leeson's a magistrate with moleskin trousers. And, uh, and then he was telling me that he's authorized to give prison sentences of up to a year. And I've never seen it in, I must t tell the Daily Mail because they always tell the truth. Um, <laughs> tell the Daily Mail about this because, you know, the idea that some roughneck guy who, you know, batters old ladies and steals their phones is actually condemned to prison by K-9. There's something <laughs> about that. Uh, and I, and I wondered actually whether John actually, you know, does it in the K-9 voice. <laughs> But I don't suppose he does, otherwise someone would have noticed. <laughs> anyway, there you are, yeah. And Louise, you've done some of the non-Doctor Who, you've done the, uh, the, the Gallifrey and the Jago and Lightfoot, and so what's it like finally doing a sort of an actual Doctor Who? Was, it, was that some, an itch that you felt Big Finish needed to scratch for you? Well, I, I think um, Tom was the niche that needed to be scratched for Big Finish. <laughs> I think that was, it was, you know, just fantastic to get you back on board again. Um, but the thing I'm really, really excited about with, with Big Finish is the completely, uh, forgive me, in this presence and esteemed company, I shouldn't really be saying it, but it's that we've done a couple of non-sci-fi stories um, and Pulling Faces, which is my one-woman show. We've, we've dramatised that, put that onto CD, and that's been a, a, big, a big and successful experiment. So I think we're going to... We're going to do a few more of those, and, and some I will write, and some I will be in, and some I will help produce and direct. So it's a whole new area of work for me, which I'm thrilled about. Excellent. Well, we're going to throw it open to the floor. Now, I know everyone will have loads of questions, but also everyone will be terribly shy. So in case of a hiatus, you need to stick your hand up and say, what's your favourite story? That will buy us some time. Everybody else can think of a... So in the meantime, yes. But we have a hand at the back there. Yes, sir. Megloss, towards the end of your era, directed by Terence Dudley, Frederick Treves, Bill Fraser, <laughs> you as a cactus. Oh, man, you, you, know, you must be confusing me with someone else. <laughs> I don't know, Megloss, I don't know anything about Megloss. You must remember who that. that. Who directed it? Terence Dudley. Never heard of him. The cactus? <laughs> no, no. Edward Underdown was in it. Oh, really, Edward Underdown? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember something about it. Well, I remember Edward Underdown. Yeah. It, no, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> terrible. I, you know, that's the first time that's happened to me since Suez. Well, no. Go on. Uh, come on. Give us another one. Go on. He's a journalist here. Yeah? <laughs> He's asking me. That, so whichever way I answer that, I'm going to be unemployable. Um, they're, di they're, they're different, really. Uh, but be I can't judge because, you know, I didn't read the scripts, like I said. I can't, so I, I can only judge my bits, and my bits are just fine. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, as long as, as long as I get to win, you know, and they put in a few jokes or something like that, it reminds me very much of my own life. Yeah. You know, which is, I'm teetering on the edge and full of braggadocio because I'm frightened of everything. But that's because uh, I'm 
in some sort of valley of... No, perhaps I won't say it. Because, no. the, um, because the budget is you hire the studio, the scriptwriters are given license to go anywhere. You know, they say the best films are made on radio. So inevitably, we're going to get more and more fantastic and wonderful things to do because, because you, in your imagination, are providing the set. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, the scripts don't, that doesn't admit, the mediums don't admit of comparison. I think radio is, is infinitely superior in that way. It can be much more fantastical. And that's all we can play you from the Big Finish Day 2 Tom Baker interview. Why, why is that all we can play them, Paul? Because there's more to come. No, because the rest of it's too outrageous. <laughs> Isn't it? You've heard it. The... the Paul is now kicking the fridge. <laughs> Could you politely phrase why we shouldn't really play the rest of it? Because Tom Baker was a little bit naughty. <laughs> I, I think that hits the right note. Thank you, Paul. Uh, so, uh, just a reminder that next week's podcast will feature... Uh, our little on-stage podcast from the Gallifrey One convention in Los Angeles. If you were there, it's your chance to hear how it went oh no you were there so you know and if you weren't there that's that's better anyway and also i just want to mention since we heard toby haydoke being very amusing and fantastic in this podcast that the toby haydoke podcast should be on the big finish site by now we were having a bit of trouble uploading it earlier we didn't put enough uh, coal in the machine but yes hopefully the toby haydoke podcast it will be available from bigfinish.com and also on iTunes. Um, it's very funny. I really liked it. He's brilliant, Toby. I'm, I'm rattling on. Uh, goodbye for now. 